out staring Steady at the channels Giving up on intuition I'm obsessed with television It's true Hey, welcome back to Pilot Fighters The show where we take a second look At TV shows, first episodes I'm your host, Ian Fisher With Rockland Pascal Siakam Derek Spicy P, number 43 Which is funny because you're Oh shit, That's I can see your tattoo Oh, we haven't seen that before Not in person Because last time you were under the weather I had COVID And you feel good, you feel strong? Technically still positive <laughs> See, we're a little further than normal here I'm fine, I have no symptoms Technically positive, you didn't tell me that when I let you in here Yeah, I didn't want to tell you Oh no We hugged How many feet is this? Dude, I'm so excited to see you Thank you. That I know you cool. smiled when you saw me. I did. I was so happy to see you. You gave me the creeps. Did we do two remotes in a row? Yeah. So, so I haven't seen you in a few weeks. weeks. Yeah. And uh, it's that funny because we used to hang out a lot. We don't hang out anymore outside the podcast, really. Yeah, yeah that's true. But So uh, when I saw you for the podcast tonight, we just shot the shit for like, like 20 minutes before we started the pod. <laughs> it's true. Like, Better than the pod, listeners. Yeah, yeah, that's right. the, the real goss. No, I know it's nice to see you, and you know, and you're right, and and I know, and you're busy now, and you got everything, so it's like, and half the time I talk to you now, it's like about podcasts. Yeah, stuff. it's like we got to get a guest, or these edits are making me want to kill myself. <laughs> Those are the two things. <laughs> Those are the only yet. two things. So yeah, no, it's nice to see you, and nice <laughs> to hang out with you, and I like, I like the tattoo. It looks good. Thanks. Yeah, it's interesting. So my wife got the same one. Oh, I should tell listeners because most people don't watch the video ones. Yeah, it's uh, a picture of a dragon. <laughs> It looks like it's got some kind of religious symbols all over it. It's interesting. I don't know how many of our listeners have tattoos on their hands, but when I... Uh, yeah, and this one says fuck in pretty good writing. <laughs> when I got it, they were like, just so you know, hand tattoos, uh, like, they don't work very well mm. um, because your they hand regenerates so quickly. Yeah. So they said, we don't... Usually with all our tattoos, you come back in two weeks and do a touch-up. We don't do that for hand. You have to pay full price to do the touch-up. Really? Because they're like... Well, what's full price on a little tattoo? So for uh, jokes aside, it's it's a little crown. Yeah, for right. Uh, probably about a, a centimeter big or for you yeah, li- uh, American listeners, about the size of a penny. I have small fingers. But my wife got the same one on her wrist and hers looks perfect. It's like, uh, you know, a few weeks out. Yeah. Hers is perfect and mine is. I was like, when he told me, I was like, no, it's fine. I don't do any manual labor. It's it's going to work fine. Yeah. It is pretty haggard. Like I'm going to have to go get it touched up well, next week. A friend of the show, AJ Vogie, had a couple of I thought it He had to get so it redone. Much. Yeah. Because it's just like regenerates so quickly while it's healing. I heard you've been protesting and you haven't washed your hands uh, ever. Ne- never have to prepare Remember for that big, the beginning of the pandemic like the big let's wash our hands everyone yeah, you were so mad because you're like e- even after i pee <laughs> even um I, I i've thought about getting a little hand tattoo yeah but i'm here's how neurotic i am as you know as yeah you know from me no years of french yeah <laughs> i'd be worried that if they didn't do it perfect like exactly how i wanted I would hate it so much. It's interesting you say that because specifically this style, I'm going to show you after, there are two imperfections in it. On purpose? No. On yours? On mine. And yeah. the, the cool thing about it is like the style of it, like the, it makes that okay. Right. And it looks like it's on purpose, but like the line goes down further than the thing there. Yeah. And uh, if it were wanting a perfect tattoo... That would drive you fucking That would truly, crazy. and it's not like insulting because everything is, it's, but my OCD, I, just, oh, yeah. I would have to cut off my finger. I'll show you. I'll show you. You'd see it. Like, I'll show and then you I'd have to cut off the finger on the other hand <laughs> to match. Yeah. So it's like. Well, it's going to fade. And you know what? And it's like, it's like anything. Nothing's perfect. The, the, a friend of mine had a great quote. Because. Hmm. Uh, Me? 
<laughs> no, he, we, uh, he's like a, a life coach type of fella. And, uh, and he said, the goal is progress, not perfection. Right. That's great. Yeah. And so that's what that thing's about. And it's funny. I walked away from that and I was like, two days later, I was like, I didn't you know, tip that. You guy. know, I have a lot of other fingers. Like maybe I should just go for this. Get all 10 done. Yeah. Oh, and you got a secure job. You got the beard. You would look, if you had full on tats on your oh, hands and my... wrists and stuff. Like only my fingers, I'm thinking. No, you got it. If you're going to get only fingers, I think you got to go two sleeves. No, I think it'd be hilarious to, to have no neck. tattoos except <laughs> all, over your all over my fingers. Just messages. Uh, you mentioned, here's an interesting thing about the podcast. I doubt it. You call, <laughs> you call uh, my nickname tonight was Pascal. Yeah. A tribute to Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors. Star player. Three, two, uh, are down two to three in the series. But this will come out next week. That's right. So we... We don't want to sound, we don't want to make any, we don't want to say anything. Because yes. at this point, it is, the first round has been determined when this drops. That's right. Oh my gosh, because it'll be over no matter what by yeah, the time the, you the, hear this. It, by the time you're hearing this. There's presence. a maximum of X amount of games left, right? Like, so. I'm so nervous for Thursday. Like, I'm, I'm excited. I texted a friend of mine who's going to the game with me and I texted her and I said, like, I cannot wait. I was truly like giddy. You going tomorrow? No, I'm going to a bar. To I, see, I see, I see, I yeah. see. Um, but you were telling me right before the pod, and I said you should mention it on here. You yeah. actually can't watch playoffs anymore. Yeah, for health reasons. So I have. <laughs> it sounds like a joke. Like someone. It would sounds say like this. a joke for real, but it's it's not. Like so, uh, two years ago in the bubble, um, when we went, we we're. I'm a big Raps fan. Uh, Love the Raps. He's literally wearing a Raptors shirt. Right now. <laughs> Love Raps. Um, my West team is the Pelicans, who are also in the playoffs, but. Obviously, I don't care about them nearly as much as the Raps. Love watching them during the regular season. It's great. Um, get very invested during playoffs. But I have super high blood pressure. I'm on two different blood pressure medications. And during the uh, during the Boston series two years ago, and near the end of the games, I would get this splitting headache in the back mm. of my head. And... Uh, you know, I went and I was like, oh, that's weird. And I checked my blood pressure. It was, it was wildly high. Because you have a thing at home. That you I have check. a thing at home to check it. I have to, yeah, I take it every day. And so I like laid down and I was just watching it on just the <laughs> score. And then I went into the doctor uh, for a blood pressure checkup. And he was like, my blood pressure was very high at that time. It was before I was on my second medication. I was only on the first. Right. And I go into the doctor's office. My blood pressure is so high that the doctor said, do you have a splitting headache right now? Like... You are at this and moment. And you're like, no, but I can't see out of either of my eyes. But he's like, your blood pressure right now is called like pre-stroke, like risk oh of stroke. Oh my gosh. And he said, the, uh, he's like, if you get a headache in the back of your head, that is like onset of a stroke. And I was like, oh, that happens when I watch Raptors playoffs. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you absolutely cannot do that. But it's okay for you to read it and refresh still? If like, I, 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 It's just like a feeling, right? Like if <laughs> It's I'm, like a sitcom, like I know, a cartoon like crazy. Homer Simpson would have a stroke while watching the New York Jets or something. It's cr truly crazy. and You're becoming a sitcom dad. <laughs> but yeah, if I'm watching the game, it's too intense and I almost have a stroke. Like <laughs> so, But if I just check the score... It's okay? It's okay. It's not as fun. But I just have the Google score constantly, like, and right, live. Right, but it's not causing, it's, it's just excitement? I'm still excited. It's not, it's fine. I'm watching highlights. But, yeah, yeah for my health, I can't watch them, games. My sucks. girlfriend's uh, mom is a huge tennis fan. Wow. And more specifically, a Djokovic fan. 
Okay. And she's such a fan that she can't watch him lose. Uh, so she records all his matches and checks if he won. And if he won, she'll watch wow. it. Wow. And if she if he loses, she gets so upset, she'll just, she just deletes the stream. She's like, there's no point. Make me too mad. <laughs> Maybe you'll get to that level. Where Maybe they'll be able to watch it. No, they him. win. Yeah, you can watch. And it. I've, uh, I do that. I watch the like the right. You're the okay after afterward. The fact. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not that anticipation is the thing that gets my blood pressure going so much. You never. You don't even like spoilers. You always go. I'm sorry. You like spoilers. Yeah. You always read the last page of a book first. Love spoilers. I will. Yeah. So this is a common theme, even pre-stroke danger. Yeah, it's like I don't like that that uh, feeling, and then it turns out that my doctor recommends that I, you know continue on that path of spoilers that's crazy have you ever thought about making any diet or exercise changes to your life to avoid that i think that the uh, google score thing's working just fine <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking about it at the gym i was like it would be funny if i could get rockland addicted to the gym to the point but i was even trying to imagine <laughs> you and i hope this isn't insulting but like sure. drinking a bunch of pre-workout and like being way too intense i guess you wouldn't because it would no doubt give you a stroke <laughs> But like, I was like, what if Rockland, like, because you have an addictive personality. Yeah, I was like, what if so. I like, as a joke was like, we should get, you know, as a joke in, in, in and by a joke, I mean, trying to save your life and <laughs> expand your longevity. But like, I'm like, I wonder if I could get you addicted to going. But then I was like, imagine you just become like this huge gym rat, Jack. like two and a half hours a day. You're like doing deadlifts. Here's the thing. About I can see you doing it. though. I can see you getting to that level. My body, like, here's the thing about, I don't think it's a good look. This is an excuse. <laughs> Before I can roast you, <laughs> I don't think it's a abs. Six of them. <laughs> a little obviously abs. Obviously, being fit is a great look. Yeah, I don't think it is a great look on short guys. Right. I think that Mark Wal. You could be like a Mark Wahlberg. How tall is he? I think he's like five eight, five seven. Yeah. That okay. He's got an interesting. But he he doesn't look like two because you can easily get two two jacks. And then when of. you're not tall. Something's off. Right. Like it. Just, I, when I see short guys who are like gym rats, something's up. Well, that's why. It's, right. You know. It's an yeah. Right, right, right. And the other thing is, when you work out all the time, you lose awareness of what you look like, and you hate what you see, no matter what. Right. So it's like they still see. I had a friend who was an old. Um, uh, he lived on the college floor with me. Who was a body bodybuilder who was huge, like yeah. the biggest human being I've ever seen, the most jacked person I've ever seen. <laughs> and we would go to the gym sometimes, and he'd turn to me and go, "I'm the smallest guy in here." <laughs> He told me his goal was to be so big. That is, he, you know what, you, with you telling me this story, yeah. that, I think that's Stephen Grant to your uh, inspector. <laughs> like, that's my this personality. This was in a reflection, it's just DID for sure. Am I, I see, which one's the real me? Well, that's the question, isn't it? Whoa, that's right. Shout out to the Moon Knight episode. <laughs> uh, you're a big gym guy, but you have natural abs. <laughs> So that a friend of ours uh, had once said to us that he said, Ian, uh, I wish I was like you and just had natural abs. And I was like, I've been doing this ridiculous ab routine for 12 years. I took a picture of myself today um, holding my kid. I was wearing a shirt. Someone sent me a shirt and I would put the shirt on and I was taking a photo. And the angle of the shirt. A sponsor? Like t- yeah. for the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was uh, uh, Panasonic. Shout out to Weed Maps. <laughs> um, so I'll take this picture, selfie. And the angle of the selfie was like from here up, normal. But it just caught the angle of my belly. And it like go to, like the angle was so hilariously out. Right. And I was like, oh, this is so funny. This angle looks so much like a dad. 
<laughs> you know what i mean like oh so- there's like like there's a mirror like even a side angle and i, I shouldn't be talking about abs on the podcast because it's probably the heaviest i've been so it's just like if i once had a friend who was getting new to the gym and i was like so confident in my abs being like a right. thing i had and i was like yeah yeah i do this ab routine all the time here i'll show you and like i, I lifted up my shirt and they were gone and i didn't oh notice God. and i could see he kind of looked at me like this guy's crazy. Yeah, I guess yeah, you I could, could have that. I'll try that routine. No interest. And then it was a real come to Jesus moment. For That's me. so interesting. Like how. It's the most because it's so unfair. It's like. Yeah. If The Rock stopped working out for like two months. Right. He would just look like your dad. Yeah. And he's a big guy. Like it's frame so wise. Un- it's like you have to work out every single day. You have to eat perfect. And yeah. then one week of not doing it. It's back to square one. I was. um Oh, this is going to be so uninteresting for our all of our listeners. But um, Chris Pronger is a, a National Hockey League uh, retired player. He was like uh, known as a you know real cock. Um, oh, geez. He had a eye injury and retired, and he just joined Twitter and went viral with this post he made about like he just joined this week. Yeah, like two weeks ago. He was like he joined Twitter and he's like, hey, I have this thing, and he's trying to. Uh, his goal right now is to try and like, um, uh, uh, in uh, educate people on uh, athlete problems or whatever. Like, mm. hopefully, stuff like CTE because he was but, not like no. athlete problems, like which supermodel to sleep with. <laughs> but something he so he his first thread went really viral, and then uh, he made another thread that I read last night, and it was about the travel. He's like, here's uh, like what traveling is like for a national hockey. We team have team. to stay at the Ritz Carlton. And he said it was season. interesting because hockey, for our American listeners, hockey. And I know it's a stereotype, but it is very popular in Canada. Yeah, in Canada, it's probably like the hype of Sunday night football. If not, it's it, like even if not bigger. Yeah, and and people, I think Canadians forget how unpopular or how small it is compared to the yeah, other sports. Exactly. So he was saying when he Outside started, of like in the nineties, um he they're flying coach. Right. It, like he Philadelphia Flyers or whatever TV was on. I think it was the actual the uh, Hartford Whalers at that time. But yeah, flying coach, he's like, you know, he's like six two, two hundred pounds or whatever it is, and he's squeezing into this thing. And uh, and then he said by the time he was retiring, they had chartered jets. Mm. But it's like every other team was flying chartered jets that whole time. All the American teams <laughs> yeah. are like, <laughs> what are you talking? You're about? operating at a loss here. No one's coming to these. But he would talk about these long travel days. If you because of the way the conferences are, most of the teams are all like 20 minutes from each other over here on the east. Right. But if you play a West Coast team, it's like a full day of travel. Yeah. And you have he's like you'd have three meals on the go. But you know what's funny? Huh. I'm like starting to feel bad for him right now. I'm like, no, no wait, that's how I fly. Yeah, exactly. Like that is like horrible experience from the nineties. I know. It's just like all of our normal experience. Exactly. That's the that's the 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 relatively of it's impossible. It's just like the relatively of him compared to, to other athletes. A, yeah, football team. Yeah. Um but it's he was saying he would have three meals like traveling and it was so hard to he said he would have three steak meals to try and keep this. This guy has no problems. To try and keep his One of them wasn't game even Kobe shape. beef, Rockley. And he would say, like, on a travel week, he would fluctuate about 15 pounds right. up or down of, like, muscle. Because muscle's so heavier, right? Yeah. So if you're, like, not... That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> so, um, isn't that interesting? That is crazy. And it's true. You know what? Like, I I was out of my house for the last week. We were, I think listeners know I was yeah. house-sitting. And they have a scale. We don't have a scale at my house. Wow. And I weighed myself, and I was like 15 pounds heavier than you the, thought. Than the last time I weighed myself in November, and uh, so I'm really gonna take the heart that muscle is heavier, but you're I know gonna, that it's more. You're than gonna you. roast me so hard with this, but we had a scale at our house, and it was broken. 
uh, it was wrong. It was inaccurate. Yeah. Okay. But somewhere along the line, I forgot that it was <laughs> underweight by 15 pounds. You thought it was overweight. I thought it was over by 15 That's pounds. That's the best thing ever. No, the opposite. So you were 30, there was a 30 pound difference. There was a 30 pound difference, but it, in the bad way. It was yeah. over. I thought it was over, but it was under. Like That's if you weighed was. 150, you were like, oh, I'm actually, if it, if the scale said 150, you yeah. thought you were actually 135. Yes. When in reality, you were 165. 165. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you were 30 pounds heavier than you thought you yes. were. Yes. Wild. <laughs> you, you were like, oh, well, I better eat more ice cream. I'm underweight. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Because even those uh, those scales, like the, the body mass index. Yeah. I remember in the, I was in the U.S. Uh, once and I had to go to Brave. a doctor's. <laughs> yeah. Which is, a, as for a Canadian, Scary. is a whole different experience because um, you're like, what is this going to cost? Yeah. But... Uh, the nurse that the dude who like did the pre-screen yeah she like entered my thing and this was when i was in like my one of my peak better shape. shape yeah peak shape and she's like oh you're overweight according to the thing oh and yeah, because right. it had my height and weight right and it, the bmi was just like overweight and i was like no what and, i can uh, see you flipping out at that easily yeah exactly and, it's funny because like i've thought about it every day since we have a kid <laughs> and it, you know the uh like speaking of the the bmi there's the kid bmi yeah there's the like bmi junior? height and weight for uh like your growth and like oh he's in the 90th percentile for whatever or the yeah. 50th for whatever and it's so funny track it's meaningless right but because it's like you never know what it's actually gonna be but i do like look at him like how tall is this kid maybe there's some money in it yeah, he won't have to fly coach if he's over because you, you know one of my favorite stats ever is that if you're over seven feet tall, yeah. between the ages of eighteen and thirty in North America, twenty five percent people that height are in the NBA. It's so you have to beat three other guys to be a millionaire. Well, the interesting thing about that is I think that stat is from the time like five years ago and and lower when centers were having. It, mm. it was like the what's the opposite of a renaissance a dark ages Red, nobody wanted a center yeah like the thing of so that now you time, think it's 100 percent. no i think now the centers in the league are so skilled like right. three of the yeah you just used to have to stand under the rim for, for for years it was just like who's the tallest guy oh they just need to be here right, right now the scent like the th three of the top five like mvp candidates this season are like more than seven feet tall good point um, but you know what still they're if all you're shooters. seven feet too, you can shoot a little bit. Yeah, you just have to be able to shoot. Like to hundreds shoot. of millions of dollars is the grand prize. Like Joel Embiid learned to shoot. Learned to shoot. That's like last night I was uh, uh, went to a stand up show and with a friend of mine who'd never done stand up, who's a comedian. Okay. And uh, and he he he's an improviser and he wants to try stand up. And I was like, well, if you get really good at this, it pays millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to hear more about that show after. Yeah, off pod. off pod. Off pod. Off so, um, pod. Listeners, gotta subscribe to the Patreon, which we don't have. <laughs> uh, I got a question for you. Ooh, this is my favorite part. How do you take? What was your first car? My first car was a 1992 Cavalier, Cavalier. in the year 2007. 2007. So a 15 year old vehicle. I think that's the same year I got. 92? My first car because I didn't get a car until I was. When 19. You started driving in 92. <laughs> yeah. Just had to hammer that home because I saw <laughs> because you I miss it. Yeah, I didn't get a car in high school. I didn't get my driver's license until I was graduated. I can see you. That's that fits the like the friendship. Like I could see you also not ever getting your license. It it's almost weird to think that you got it. But in the, if I lived here, I would never have got yeah, it. Yeah, my girlfriend doesn't have it. My uncle, he's lived in Toronto his whole life. He doesn't have one. Yeah, it's like, um, but in Alberta, the dirty west had to the yeah. dirty west where I grew up had to. But uh, yeah, I, I had a. Uh, 
Pontiac Sunfire was my first. Oh car. yeah, I know a Sunfire. That was yeah. a popular car when we were in high school. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of girls had that car. Uh, yeah, you know what? That was my first thought, and yeah. I didn't say it. Uh, yeah, I, we don't want to gender the car. But... Is that why you got it? You were kind of like, hey, ladies. Hey, wow. Well, you like this? <laughs> you like? I, I see that you like driving that. You maybe you want to give it a spin because I don't have my license yet. <laughs> my, uh, I, I actually got the car, and this sounds, uh, and it was a very nice thing. My parents got drunk at a charity auction <laughs> and bought it for fifteen hundred bucks when I was like fourteen. In like. Okay. They came home from a charity auction one night. The local Rotary was doing a thing, and someone had donated this '92 Cavalier. <laughs> and they came home wasted, and they were like, "We bought him a car. He's uh, gonna need a car." So it sat hilarious. on our lawn for two years before I could drive it. Oh, funny. And it was very sweet of them. And you know what? At the time, I had this babysitter who I really looked up to. Um, I mean, not, not at fourteen. You talked about th- that before. But he was very cool, and he was yeah. kind of like a good male influence in my life. And he was like huge on driving a stick. And driving uh-huh. a standard. So when I got it, I remember this, like, I was really grateful. And in hindsight, I'm 100% grateful. It's such a nice thing to do. Yeah. But I remember the time seeing this, like, 15-year-old car on our lawn that was an automatic thing. wishing like, it had a stick. This was, like, yeah, wishing. I knew right then I was, like, I'm not going to be the guy I thought I was going to be. But that right. car was awesome, man. Like, I, uh, it was in one of my first sketches. Can you drive stick? <laughs> no. I never <laughs> learned because of that. I was a valet when i was 19. wow so what happened if you had gotten a manual I, car i handed the keys to another valet interesting yeah one time i drove uh um uh a maserati and i was like i have to drive this thing and i pulled it off with the clutch and everything in front of the owner i don't know how i did it wow i, could, I bet you if i could do it a hundred if you had me try to do it a hundred times i would fail 99 times so but you understood the mechanics of how it worked or it was just pure i had tried it a couple times okay. but never not been able to stall it like even i remember once being stuck trying to go up a hill my friend wow. had asked me if he, i could like borrow his car or sorry and go pick him up from the beach yeah he'd left it at the movie theater and i lived right by the movie theater yeah so i like i don't know how i got the keys but anyway i had the keys went to his car and i couldn't get it up the hill but i had to ask a pedestrian if they knew how to drive stick because wow. i was holding up traffic and they ran in and got help me. But no, so I'd done it a couple of times, but like literally maybe two times and never successfully. But for whatever reason, I don't know what I was thinking because that's a like a $200,000 car. I, uh, you just reminded me of a story. I when I, I was like two, like I went and lived in Hawaii for a while right after high school. Because you heard about the BMI, the generous <laughs> yeah. BMI in the yeah. US healthcare system. And I came back and I was like, I, a lot more interesting to people when I had come back, which was nice. Because you were always like, surf's up, bro. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Whoa, gnarly. And uh, I you was... You guys know Obama? <laughs> you will. <laughs> Reminds me of uh, uh, the end of Back to the Future. It's your cousin, Jerry Obama. You know that job you've been looking for? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I was st- seeing this girl and uh, I couldn't drive. So not only did I not have my license, but I had never, at, to this point... This is pre-Pontiac Sunfire? This is pre-Pontiac Sunfire. Mm. Right before I got the Pontiac Sunfire. Because so you came back a cool, interesting guy, and you're like, what's the most interesting car? Yeah. So I not only did I not um, have my license, but I I couldn't drive. Like, I had no... The same as you with the, the standard, but with automatics. Like, I had just never done it. Oh. And uh, came back, I started seeing this uh, girl, and we were going to a wedding... Um, and it was in a very small town. <laughs> and, uh, so we go there. The way, the way you said what you giggled to yourself after saying small town was like, almost like you killed some people in that town or something went down in that town. So she drove us to this place and then she had to go to like, um, a pre whatever it was, but I wasn't 
go, go uh, invited to that part. Right. So she's like, no problem. I'll leave you. Like you, I'll drop off here, and then you take you the car. Go for a spin. Yeah. Go to the mall. Walk. Around. I remember so specifically being like, oh, that's. No, you're going to need the car. You keep it. Like, I didn't want to play my hand that I couldn't drive at all. Yeah. And I remember it being, I was not successfully, like, I didn't lie in a smooth or successful way. (laughs) Like, I think, you know, that thing that happens when you panic and it's like, I've never panicked. (laughs) And it's like, uh, uh, no, you keep the car. I'm going to walk down. And she's like, you've never been to this town. Where are you going to (laughs) walk? And I'm like, I, I saw something down there. I need the air. And she's like, well, you might as well take the car. Like, roll down the window. Yeah, roll, exactly. And I'm like, just just keep the car. <laughs> like, just you lose woke up in there and, and panic? Yeah, I'm just like, just, it's fine. And she's like, okay. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll keep the car. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Okay, I think that played that cool. <laughs> you turn on your mini disc player. <laughs> oh, shit. Turn the Lincoln Park up a little louder than it was. I remember uh, one time, uh, one other th- driving thing. I remember one time we were at a few of our, our friends. Um, listen, Bendy, who listens to the pod. Um, Bendy! I think <laughs> was there. Uh, Chuckles was there for sure. So we're at, uh, so in, uh, our, for our American listeners, I'm from Alberta, where the legal drinking age is 18. It's right above Montana. Right above Montana. So we, you turn 18 in high school. So in senior year of right. high school, we're going to the club. So I was I was clubbed out by the time I was nineteen because we would go during the week. What are you a baby seal? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so I remember one time I did again didn't have my license, didn't know how to drive, and uh, we go up to the club. I didn't have anything to drink. Where a bunch of people had a bunch to drink, and we needed to get like two blocks away to this person's house, and we're like, let's take whoever's car it was, maybe Chuckles, maybe whoever. And they're like, okay, Rock, you drive. You haven't had anything to drink. So there's like six drunk people in this car piled in, you know, when there's like a bunch of people in the back. And I am i don't know what I'm doing. So I'm pulling. You still didn't know how to drive yet? You were just the only sober person. Yeah, I was the only sober person. So it's like, let's make an informed decision here. And I'm like, okay. And they can't really judge me. I remember this so clearly. Right. Wow, they can't be like, you're a bad forever. driver when it's like, you guys are all wasted. So I'm pulling up to a thing. And I just legitimately ran a red light. It's like the middle of the night. But I was like pulling up to an intersection. It was a T intersection. It was red. And uh, I was like, okay. And it's like, it's a left here. And I was like, got it. And then I just went. And just like, t- and then I remember this girl in you the You wait, back. wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Not only did you not know how to drive. At 18, you didn't know red lights. I they knew, were? <laughs> I knew how red lights worked. I don't know. I think it was that I was so in my head, like so nervous about right. this. That I pull up stop and they're like it's a left here and i was like oh oh i must be able to go i'm going this and is so a... i started and i'm going and someone in the back said do you know what you're doing and i remember being like "Ooh, i've been called <laughs> i wonder person. what gave it away was it running the red light <laughs> no was it driving on the wrong side of the road there been an accident yeah many an accident many I've been in three cars that were totaled, not wow. ever behind the wheel. Behind the wheel myself, never been in an accident. I remember when me. we were driving, you, you described me hands. as, a, yeah, you said I had shaky hands. Yeah, I don't like being a passenger in the front seat, no. especially when it's raining hard or snowing hard. What about ash? Because of all the accidents I've fucking been. driving to... Ash, volcanic ash, I don't mind that. <laughs> we were driving to <laughs> Vegas and there was a forest fire. It was ash. Yeah, that was very foggy, like from all the ash. Yeah. That was crazy. It's we crazy. were like, are we in a blizzard? Yeah. Oh, no, it's just a fire blizzard. Last thing. You know uh, what I like about you? Huh? You're like, 
uh tell me uh, a four minute story about about how you gained that weight and then uh, it's like you've been in a car accident yeah three devastating totaled ones you're like, okay yeah 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 let's move on well, to- <laughs> i just kind of want to talk about it tell me about one. no 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 you keep reminding me of stuff no i well, i know i just was la- i was making note <laughs> no it's said- a, well okay i'll tell i'll tell one of them okay maybe maybe listeners so maybe my- you spin a good yarn i would it didn't seem like you were biting on the prompt so i'm like i'll come up with something well no no i liked it okay you know what? All your your kind of lore of the show is that all your friends from your youth have weird names like Bendy and Chuckles and Mookie and Stinky yeah. and Slappy and whatever. Yeah. Maybe once in a while I'll tell the first of three total car accidents. Okay, so let's hear the first now. The first one? Yeah. Or the most interesting one? The most interesting. Let's start okay, with. we'll start the most interesting. Uh, in grade 12, or for the in the 12th grade for you uh, American listeners. Senior year. Senior year. Uh, I snuck out of the house. Only time I've ever done it. Wow. Snuck out of the house. This girl picked me up. We drove like 45 minutes to her even smaller town. Maybe the town where your wedding was. <laughs> maybe we passed you walking, listening to Lincoln Park on the way. <laughs> we went to her house. And then the next morning, the plan was like, okay, you'll drive me at 6 a.m. No one will know I even left the house. Wow. Snowy in that part of the world. Uh, when we were driving on the highway, we hit black ice. The car starts spinning. There's a semi. Wow. With lo- I still remember it coming. Logs coming in the other lane. We're in that other lane spinning. And for whatever reason, this was like, this is like a top three weird moment in my life. I like put my arm, like I reached over and like put my arm like over because she was like screaming. Huh. And I was just like, I won't say her name, but we'll call her Beth. And I was like, hey, Beth, we're going to be okay. While we were spinning. Wow. It was the weirdest. And you know me, I'm like a, a nervous right I always anxiety. compare, I always <laughs> You always say to me that you, you, that I don't understand that you're brave in these situations because I call you a coward. Because I'm always in a state of panic. But it's because you have seen... <laughs> That's when I relax. <laughs> I'm, I'm Everything always, slows down. I'm always panicked and I'm like, oh, this is what I... That's what it always feels like to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then we went off the cliff into and like hit all these trees and the car wow. just got completely fucked. Like all the... I just remember all the windows breaking and all like the little glass because the Jesus. windows... Like when you hit a window... With a hammer, yeah, which you're trying to steal a wallet that somebody <laughs> left on the seat that shatters all at once, yeah. right? So the windshield didn't, windshield just cracked and is like bent in. We're hitting all the trees and it just stops. And like we were absolutely fine. We both got out of the car. We called, uh, someone else had seen the car go over the cliff. Wow. And they called 911. And so then an ambulance came and everything. We were fine. And the tow trucks came. And then I had to call my mom and wow, say, like, hey, I uh, you're getting nasty. snuck out of the house last night. Could you imagine if I was killed? And it was just Jeez. like, they just never know how I ended up 45 minutes from home in that ditch. That's grim. It was grim. It was very, very lucky to be alive. So that was the first of the three tales I'll tell. And that's why you got to keep coming back, listeners. You wow. always think, hey, I've heard everything those guys have to say. No, maybe not. Wow. That's crazy. That, your your note of, can you imagine if I was killed, bummed me out so much. You don't got to imagine that. I'm still yeah. here. Unless uh, this is your Stevie. Uh, Steven? Steven from Moon Knight. Oh, and I yeah, don't yeah, ever yeah. exist. And, and I'm just like existed. an offshoot of you. What's the guy's name on uh, Brad Pitt on Fight Club? Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden. Yeah. Uh, really quickly, this might be interesting for some Americans because we were, Mookie and I, we drove down to Mexico right after school. And then we were coming back. Um, it was December. And we were driving through Oregon. Mm. And there was. The Sunshine this, State. I forget. It must have been 2005, I guess. So. Uh, there was this ice, there was a blizzard, uh, this ice storm. And it was notable because I have met people from Oregon who, 
of I was like I was in a blizzard. They're like, yeah, the two thousand five. Like, <laughs> it was like a, a wow. it was an event at that time. Uh, I I met people like That'd be terrifying. years later in Hawaii where I was like, oh, I've only been to Portland once. It was I got stuck there during an ice storm, and they were like. I start in 2005. Like, anyway, didn't you only visit Hawaii during Pearl Harbor? <laughs> so it was this huge ice storm. And something I remember of it was we were going up a hill during the day. It was all ice, like pure ice. And uh, um, wow, we were going up this hill during the day. The storm wasn't there yet, but it was just icy. And none of the cars could get up this hill. We're on the freeway. We're it was on the all highway. like me trying to drive a stick. Yeah. So that's they're, what they're all screaming at pedestrians. So it was just like cars... You know, all the way up this hill, no one could get up. It was just spinning in place. And uh, Mookie got out and let some air out of his tires and uh, to, like, lower the traction. And work? we started going up. It worked. Wow. And I remember very clearly, because it was that, you know those moments? Have you ever been in the moment where traffic is so stopped that people are getting out and walking around on the... I lived in Los Angeles. Yeah. That's so just was, every day. It was that day. thing. <laughs> that's of, how like... you meet act, uh, agents. <laughs> So it was like we're on the highway in the middle of this thing and people were like getting out like, what do we do? What do we do? And people saw us doing it. And I remember so clearly as we're driving away, looking out and seeing people letting air out of their tires of their cars. Whoa. Being like, follow that guy's lead. That's how certain people become president. <laughs> all it takes is one renegade to let a little air out of the tires. Everyone's like, you're right. We should all have empty tires. <laughs> I just noticed something. Can I ask you something? Yeah. I see a screw in your in the in the wall up there. Looks like it's in. Uh, it's an anchor. You got an anchor screw. Yeah. What I think that's that something for? to do with lights. So like they were heavy cool. enough to as require the anchor. You ever yeah. done that? I, I just yeah. moved, as you know. So I'm getting a bunch of those. So you're getting carpentry, carpenter tips. Yeah, because I'm. I got to mount go. two TV. I got two TVs to mount. So. Oh, you know who you should ask to do that? Task Rabbit. Who? Darcy. He's oh, unbelievable. Of that show. kind of stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. been on the show. He's got all the gear, all the drills. He'd be happy to do it. He's got a stud finder. Oh yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. He's got all that kind of stuff. He he mounted uh he's mounted a number of things for me. He mounted the uh the TV in the gym. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, he knows all that. Maybe stuff. Maybe I will do it. Call in a favor. I got one more question to ask you. Yeah. How do you take your coffee? I take it black. You know why? Right. My mother. She told me when we first started drinking coffee, and I tried to put like uh, a little milk in it. Yeah. She was like, "That's not even drinking coffee if you need to do that." Huh. And I was like. You know, I can tell how you drink your coffee already because of that. <laughs> so my mom's peer pressure because that someone had said that to her once. Wow. And uh, that's why we all drink hot bean water that tastes bitter <laughs> and gives us acid reflux. That's the same with me. But you know what's nice about it? It's Coca-Cola. low cows and you can get it anywhere. Any diner in the world, you don't got to worry about oat milk. My dad said that about Coke. Cane? He's like, you're going to drink your Coke without Crown Royal in it? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know they sold he's that. Like, that. He's like, that's not even Coke. That's Wait. funny. And you're like, Dad, you're driving. And... <laughs> Wait, and we're at McDonald's. I remember one time in New Brunswick, he stopped at a gas station and grabbed a, a Kahlua mudslide in a bottle, you know, like, okay, yeah. like it's alcoholic, but yeah. he's like, no, it's not. He was drinking it as we were driving home. And <laughs> I was like, that's booze. And he's like, no, it's a cool, it's like 12%. It's a mudslide. Booze is 40%. I'll exactly. show you booze. Pulls out a flask. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, how about yourself? Why do you like your? How do you take out of the house? Java? Out of the house, I drink it black, as you know. Oh, like when you make me coffee here, it's always yeah, black. Yeah, I thought uh, that's because you didn't like my non-dairy creamers. No, no, no. I drink coffee black at diners, at restaurants after dinner. A diner with black coffee—that's like that's what I fantasize yeah. about—is like sitting in a when I, during the pandemic. The thing I missed the most mm. was like when restaurants were closed, 
And I was like, I just want to sit in a diner. Yeah. And I, this is when I was vegan. And get bacon and eggs and drink a black coffee <laughs> and just like have breakfast with a friend. Yeah. I, I Yeah. That's where I get the it, black coffee. Americano is the best. I get Americano. Mer- Americano is easier on acid reflex fellas like myself. Yeah. And I've got GERD as you know. So. Um... GERD. Stroke watch. <laughs> so yeah. Americano after dinner. Well, what do you do at home? Uh, my preferred coffee is a lot like a with steamed milk. Right. Um, so a latte, yeah. A, a usually latte a flat white. I like a flat white. I like a flat white. So I'll go with flat white if I'm nasty, but I was at the end of the house. I don't want to ask for a flat white. It's crazy. I, I used to do the opposite where I'm like, if I'm going to pay, because I own a, an espresso machine. Yeah. So you get used to having it free. Then now when I go to a coffee shop and I'm like, $6. <laughs> so I like get them to make me a cappuccino there now because I'm like, if I'm going to pay for it. Well, the coffee I drink at home is cold brew. Like I drink. Yeah, I've seen those in your fridge. Yeah, so I do. I and they're very popular in there. Oops, I forgot to turn that off for listeners who got to hear <laughs> uh, my phone go off. Wait, Rock, it's the robot. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's you listen to what they have to say. They got some important stuff to say. <laughs> let's hear it. Comedians in cars getting coffee. Created by Jerry Seinfeld. Original air date, July 19, 2012. Episodes feature Seinfeld introducing a vintage car selected for a guest comedian, followed by a drive to a cafe or restaurant where they drink coffee. The series began on Crackle, before moving to Netflix for its 10th and 11th season. Guests have included David Letterman, Steve Martin, and then-President Barack Obama. Fun fact, Pilot Fighters was originally called Comedians in Studio Talking Pilots, but everyone hated it. Oh! Rock, I just realized you're not wearing your sunglasses. No, I, I, you know what? Are you moving out of the sunglass phase? I'm not moving out of it, but I just, uh, uh, I had them in my hand before I was leaving and I was like, you know, not tonight. Not tonight. I was, was wearing the toque. I didn't want to wear too many, like, Yeah, many I know you mean. I don't like a hat and sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah, it's one or the other. Yeah, one or the I other. I tried to explain that to a friend. Didn't huh. get it. But yeah, you get it, man. You know I, what? You I know, like your that's mind. That's why we're co-hosts, dude. Yeah. Oh, hang on. I got to get my notes. Great. There you go. I'm back. Comedians in cars getting coffee. Yes. Started on Crackle. I was. A web I'm series. glad you brought Crackle up. Um. So I want to be sure because if our listeners are watching along on Netflix, Netflix has ordered these in their bizarre own order. They, yeah, they've named them instead of like season one, two, three, four. They've named them like uh, just their own afternoon things. coffee, yeah. espresso shot, and they're completely out of order compared to when they came out. I don't know yeah. what the reason is behind that. I guess that just market research. They guess it bought all forty at once and yeah. thought, you know, this is what the order we want these in. Because you warned me, you said, "Hey, the pilot is not what it seems if you watch it on Netflix." Yeah, the first episode of this on Crackle was the Larry David one. Do you remember? Because we used to watch the show on Crackle, which yeah. was, I think probably is a defunct site now. I don't even know if it's still I around. would imagine so. But it used to have way more product placement. Like he would stop the car and stare at Hondas yes. and, and then do commercials. And then there'd be, sometimes there were Crackle inserts with like Kramer, Michael Richards one time. He played the studio boss of Crackle. So something that was really interesting to me, uh, there's a few podcasts I listen to that I've subscribed to their Patreons. So is that I- a hint? <laughs> to the listeners? Wait, you love them and get entertainment out of them and are willing to subscribe to their Patreons? But an interesting thing about is that one of the perks of subscribing to the Patreon is getting the ad-free podcast. Right. But multiple podcasts I do this for also give a feed to the ads version because the hosts are so funny when they read the ads that their fans like like hearing the ads. You know what I like about this? Huh. This was you did two things here. I mean, none of them on purpose. 
But one of them could have been, you were like, hey, our show doesn't have any ads. You get the value of a paid Patreon podcast for free. But then you also were like, but the hosts are so funny. How bad would it be to hear ads? Probably not so bad. But You'd like listening to us do podcasts ads. I listen to provide the ads version because... Yeah. On pe- pay, you could pay for it. You could pay... Yeah, you could just keep listening to it because people love the ads so much. That came to mind immediately when I started watching this today because I was like, I did like those... They product were very placement. Jerry-esque product Because they were so very obvious. Meta, yes. Very, wait, we have to wait here and we, you know, they're paying us, those kind of things. And yeah. Netflix has extracted them out. Yeah, I assume, right? Yeah, they're gone. Yeah. So those things, they were funny. They did include the guest. Yeah, they were often a car. It would be nice to see the ad version of, of Comedians and Coaches. So you wish they'd give you an option and like, hey, mention Crackle a few more times. <laughs> <laughs> so Comedians and Coaches getting coffee. So this is a web series. Right. Uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's web series where he, I, I, you know, I remember when this came out, the lots of jokes about it. Like, oh, this is what we need. Yeah, this is exactly what <laughs> we fucking need. It was so pleasant to watch <laughs> yeah. today that I was like, I was checking the time to be like, maybe I'll squeak another one in before. <laughs> Dude, I remember when this first came out. Yeah. Seinfeld had kind of like, he'd still been doing stand-up shows, but he wasn't really in on TV as much anymore. Yeah. So I was still used to seeing... 35 year old Jerry Seinfeld from Seinfeld mm. that I remember when seeing him do the press run for this seeing him on Stern with the buzz cut and he's like 60 year old Jerry yeah it was like shocking at first and now I'm so used to that Jerry that seeing the young Jerry's weird no what's funny about that is that I'm so used to him today like I've seen him a bunch in press and different things recently and this came out in 2016 so the even past six, six years, years are exponential when you're that age. Like, <laughs> well, that's how I felt with Larry David because Larry yeah. is like 75, I think, or 74. This, you know, in my head, watching when we Curb, were watching this today, in my head, I was, pre- I'm like, this is the new Jerry. This is what he's going to look oh. like, the new Jerry. And when he came on, I was like, this young, young man. man. <laughs> like, <laughs> not his, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is this middle phase that I didn't appreciate at the time. I thought he looked older. I got to look up what Jerry looks like. No, like, yeah, like, yeah, it's so interesting to me um this so yeah, aging thing it's, it's so this came out in 2016 yeah that's, uh, so that was when the first one came out yeah that's it you thought it was earlier i would have guessed 2013 2012 on crackle Let's because here's it. what i'm there's no way this came out the same year as trump i that's how i gauge time too isn't it crazy that, that was such a defining you're right you're right okay. first release 2012 perfect that makes more sense for my timeline i have to take a look and make sure that yes 2012 and you Netflix know what? Is, the, robot, Netflix the robot said 2012, right? The robot said 2012. I gotta listen to the robot more. That's why she's calling us in the middle of the podcast. Saying you guys don't listen to me. You guys are going over time talking about your cars. So it's 10 90s. years. So that makes way more sense that he looks 10 years older. Yeah, okay. I thought he looked 10 years older, but it had only been six years. <laughs> why did you say it like that? Okay. <laughs> I get it. He's playing to the camera. So uh, one time, Ian, we were shooting a music video, and Ian said... Rock loves the camera. And it remains true to this day, my friend. It's surprising you didn't want to do a video version of this podcast because you love the camera so much. (laughs) Because you pander. Pander. uh, So this comes out 2012. That's even better. Because this is... Web series aren't even that popular. But also, it's the early days of podcasts. And I feel like... A little bit of your dad's Kahlua. (laughs) Seinfeld at the time, he was ragged for this show. There were so many jokes about it. 
Because they thought it was just like, yeah, you're right. Now it's it's so clearly the perfect. It's like all you want to watch yeah. is like famous people. It was ahead of its time, hang out I think. and talk to each other about. Yeah, that's what every podcast have become. This like mm-hmm. every famous person has a podcast now. Well, now now they all there's a video podcast. I, when I first yeah. started listening to podcasts, 2012, you put me on it. I never would have thought in a million years to look at a video version. No. And now every podcast essentially needs a video version if it wants to compete. And I'll find myself on YouTube watching podcasts. It is compelling. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, clearly Howard Stern's been ahead of this and like right. that's why talk shows. There's something interesting about watching people have a conversation. Yeah, it, I think it was ahead because it was like, oh, I, I I almost want to look up. We should get the robot to pop back in almost. And it's like some of the think pieces of, you know, it's like, oh, this is what we need. It's like two guys talking right. about whatever and yes. uh, two famous people. It's like two this, brilliant I, comedic minds. Yeah, it's like, yes. Letting you into their life for it a second. couldn't be more what I want Especially if you're a comedy fan. And maybe you know what it is. And huh. I find this a lot of the time. Sometimes even when like you'll see a really nasty review from a comedian. Uh, be it a controversial comedian or just a comedian, there'll be a really like scathing piece about them. But then I'm like, but are you even a stand-up fan? Right. Like the person reviewing this, do they just like, are they someone who lives and breathes this stuff anyway? Or, or would it have been something they would have just seen? Like, are they more excited to rip it apart? And That's I feel like, like with this is like for a comedy nerd, this is an amazing show. Especially like the interesting thing about Larry David is he was the behind the scenes guy on, on Seinfeld. And then... Cr- like Curb's amazing. Like Curb is one of the biggest mm-hmm. cultural like television shows of the you know. Yeah, it's one of my favorite shows today. And so like to see to make that leap is so interesting. So you get this first episode where there's two layers of it. One is you're seeing this reuniting of the uh, the face of Seinfeld and the behind the scenes of Seinfeld. Yes. And usually that would be you, this, Jerry's the only star power of this and only comedy nerds would be like oh that's awesome that's behind right but really it's also you're looking at the star of Curb Your Enthusiasm yes. who is like you know that's a draw yes so it's like really two powerhouses on power, top of the fact yeah. that they made the biggest show in the 90s yeah and like there's guys like Phil Rosenthal has a TV show now but he's like the behind he's the Larry David of uh, Everyone Loves Raymond and a few other and he's shows. got a show now he's got a travel like um, oh t- food show yeah, uh, I'm going to a, every something Phil, right? Yeah, it's Feed Phil. Right? I'm I'm going to a film festival in a couple weeks, and the premiere of that, he's going to be there, and they're they're premiering it there. Wow! And so I saw it on the list. The you think I should go to it? Yeah, sure. get him on the pod. Okay, yeah, but I didn't know who he was. Yeah, uh, I was in a group call the other day when we were picking the things we wanted to go see. Yeah, and someone someone described him as like, you know, I can't even say it on yeah. the air. I can't even say it. He's an interesting guy. <laughs> I'll tell you after. And sorry, listeners, you got to subscribe to our ad film <laughs> Patreon. You want to hear for the second time. He was like the Larry David of uh, Everyone Loves Raven, which means exactly what It wasn't unflattering it. what they said. It was just uh, not kosher. <laughs> I'm just digging a hole. <laughs> so uh, so the premise of this show you get with in this pilot. You get in the title. You get in the title. And then there's a few segments, right? So on every episode, we assume from this one, because we're only reviewing the pilot, he has a different car that he that Jerry picks based on the. And you know what? Huh. He owns a lot of them. Yeah. I can't. I should have done my homework for this, but I listened to him on a podcast once, and he says like when it's the name is because at the end of the episode it always says thank you to like the Truman Group for lending us the car. Yeah. He says if it's like Sticky Incorporated, it means it's actually his car. He never tells you it is. Oh, that's but, like a so bunch of them. Funny. All, yeah, I wish. Uh, sorry, uh, you have to listen to uh, Good One, that podcast, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's episode of that to find out what that is. That's really but interesting. Because he owns, you know, he famously owns, I think, yeah. a couple hundred cars or 50 cars or something. 
And a bunch of these are actually his. So he picks the car kind of based on the guest. I actually think this one may have even been a Jerry Seinfeld owned car because he was such a fan. I think he was. Yeah. But this is an interesting thing that when we started our podcast, we talked about this. Aligning a guest with the appropriate pilot. And, we, and I, I had said that I didn't want that to be the case because this is that is my least favorite part of mm. these episodes. When like, he like explains the car. When why. he says like, and because it's often the guest doesn't know how to take it. It's often unflattering. So we're doing the biggest loser tonight. So yeah. Carl, you can see why we brought you on. Totally. Like it's yeah. that thing all the time because he'll be like, I know the norm one. It's a like it's a jalopy or something. He's like, right. yeah, like a broke down Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> a Jeep with a gambling. Problem. Yeah. And it'll be like he'll have someone on and it's like, you know, this is a car. This is the Tina Fey car because it looks yeah. it looks pretty good, but it's got so much under the hood. It's right. something like that. And you're like, what? What, is it? what are yeah. you trying to say here? And uh, he just owns those things because he doesn't, he's a nihilist. (laughs) (laughs) And he simply doesn't care, like, if that is, he's like, what, you take offense to that? No, I'm trying to do a nice thing here. Yeah. Um, So that's probably my least favorite part. Then they go for a drive, which I love that part. Yeah, I love that part. Um, uh, They go for a drive, then they go get coffee. That's the comedians in car section? Yeah. Am I right right about that? That's correct. Okay, and then this is the coffee section? Then they get some coffee somewhere, and then there's usually, especially in later seasons, one more um, location. location. They go to like a pawn shop. Exactly. They do one thing. In this one, they go back in the car for I love, because you also know how rich Jerry is. I love watching him buy things, because it's fascinating to me, because I'm just like, is it, what? How is he going to do this? Is he going to pay cash, car? Yeah. Like the idea of knowing how rich somebody is, and just like because he and he even talks about it in this a bit when he asks Larry, who's equally as rich, yeah. how much he tips at things. Yeah, but I'm like that it. couldn't be more up my alley of like my own curious. It's like when he buys a rug, does he barter at the pawn shop? <laughs> you know what's funny about that is it's not from this episode. It's but it's from this show. One of my favorite lines. Uh, about being a, like a rich guy. It's the David Letterman. Yes, one. I know the exact part you're talking about. Uh, should we say it? Yeah. I guess I might as well reference yeah. it. Because so the list is already pissed off that yeah. don't get to hear what yeah. uh, 40 it's, things happened. Earlier. So in the Letterman episode, they're at a diner and Letterman asks if uh, the other people in the diner are customers or if they're extras. Yeah. And Jerry says, they're people, Larry. Like, we don't own the they're diner. David. Yeah, they're people, Dar- uh, David. We don't own the diner. And Letterman says, we could. <laughs> and I love that so much, too, as if them both acknowledging that they're <laughs> insanely rich, they could buy this place, never think about it again or ever Just go leave back. it. Abandon it. Yeah. <laughs> They'd save some money on their taxes, actually. It'd be a loss. Yeah, it is. Know what I liked a lot? Reminded me of me and you. Reminded me of my buddy Chuckles growing up. We were big Seinfeld fans. Is the beginning of this episode. He, where he shows him the car. And then Jerry has the do- car door open. And they start talking. They're talking about Seinfeld. They're talking about different things. Yes. And they just don't get into the car. Yeah. Like they're so, it reminds me of right before this podcast when we're like about to go in here and talk for an hour. Yeah. But we're standing at the doorway of the studio. That's what happens every time. We talk for, unless we're in a rush, more often after. We'll do another hour after the pod and we're like, it's more interesting than we do on the air. at the front door. We're just talking in the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you're right. And I love that line that he says when uh, Jerry's like, are you excited? And Larry's like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking, looking forward, forward to it. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, excited. That is very much up my alley. Well, there was a bunch of things that actually reminded me of you and I in this too, because like, and this, not that I'm more ambitious, <laughs> but like Jerry reminds me of like a more, from a place of anger and ambition, but like that it's the co, like the fact that, I think I even said this before the pot, 
if, if, if it wasn't for Jerry, I don't think Larry would have been successful. Not that Larry's you're not the Jer- a, of, of our team. You're the Jerry and I'm the Larry. I would have thought more because I'm more neurotic than you. Yeah. I would have been Larry. But I think watching them in the car, I'm like, oh, I'm the Jerry yeah. that might just to give you a little push, has to maybe work a little harder. But you're so talented and so funny naturally. And also, like, when given the opportunity, you crush it. But the idea of you having to go and get the opportunity, I don't think is as much up your alley as it's me. No, I've never thought about this before. I think you're 100% right. And something else that reminds me of it that I'm realizing is on the Seinfeld documentary, they talk about how every season Larry would quit the show. Yes, very much like <laughs> when he said he hopes it always gets canceled. Yeah. When he said he used to hope the show would get canceled, he wouldn't have to do it anymore. It reminded me of even this or anything I've ever done with you before that you're like, because how many times have I texted you like some problem we've had? Like, yeah. hey, and you're just like, well, we shouldn't do it anymore. And I'm, like, yeah, and I'm like, no, it's just so easy to quit. Like, no. Yeah, that's what it reminded me. So that's that's the thing is just like, it's like, OK, I might have to go out and do some reps. No, what's so funny about this is I like that you couched it in like, but just so talented because it's a lot of downside well, being hilarious. If you don't understand it, it sounds right. insulting me being like, oh, you're not very ambitious. <laughs> but then, but then, no, it's a bigger compliment because it's just like, I'd have to go work hard, get the, get the opportunity. And then I go and I have to bring this guy along. <laughs> and then two months later, everyone's like, that guy you brought along is a genius. <laughs> we don't need you. And I'm like, this fucking guy's falling into all this based on your own ability. But like, uh. That's so funny. I love doing that with lots of different teams and lots of different, also casts of like, who would, in this same dynamic, who right. are we? We would often do it with our friend of the show, um, AJ, because there's lots of trio like cast yes. things out there. And it's like, okay, I suppose. You're OJ, I'm Paul Bernardo. <laughs> He's uh, a Zodiac. Kato. <laughs> Kato yeah. Kalen in the backyard. Yeah. What do you know, Kato? We can get Kato on this. Which yet? I bet we could get Kato on this. Which, if not, I bet he's on Cameo. We is should it just cool do an episode to get Kato get... on this? Yeah, like, I think it is because I think that's funny. But also, it's like you probably helped the guy. Do you think wash he would do the OJ the show? Like OJ? The, no. The criminal. I don't know. If Kato, we should give him. You know, what we should give him if we do it. The Who Wants to Be a Millionaire norm episode where he's the guest the call a friend. <laughs> i bet we can get kato on remote i was thinking this is a weird time to pitch this to oh. you <laughs> this is weird do it this is behind the scenes but we're already we're a live show now like we should fly to new york it's a little harder with you as a baby but maybe you could remote in uh. and then do a bunch of the new york comics in room yeah like four or five of them all kind of stack them out just get a little new like pilot fighters goes on the road <laughs> you're right pilot fighters takes flight. i know i should i told when i say i'll talk to you after <laughs> Um, so uh, 16 minutes long, this episode is. Wow, that's longer than our, that's not even as long as our pod. Like, that was awesome, right? Yeah, like, it makes you want to do another one. Some of them are long, yeah. and I like them too. Yeah. But I didn't feel like, it was great. It wrapped up and I was like, great, that was 16 minutes of pure. It's blissful. It's never drama. Like, you're never going to watch them fight. You're never, sometimes you might not be a huge fan of the person he's got, but like, you know, it, 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 it's never your way. You're like, that was horrible. On that pod you listened to when he was talking about it, did he talk about the pre-interview thing? He didn't. But in Sebastian Maniscalco's book, yeah, uh, he taught, and that blew my mind. He talks about that this show is actually really scripted, and that Jerry, I think he does it more for people he didn't know. Not know, yeah. When he, if he's a fan, like I think he was a fan of Sebastian. Yeah. He essentially says like, hey, find a way to do your Uber bit. 
I'm going to cue you for it. On Aziz's episode, Aziz is essentially doing his stand-up. And I mean, it's cool. I think it's Jerry's obviously only cares about comedy. That's all he cares about on yeah. Earth. But And people he brings on the show are comedians for the most part, so he's already fans of theirs. And I think it's just his love of comedy and love of their bits yeah. that he's like, I have to make sure the world knows this bit too. Which is so cool. Them up. It is cool. I doubt that there was much of that with this because it's like... No, this seems like even the way Larry, when he shows... It's funny that this is the pilot because yeah. when Jerry shows up at Larry's office, Larry looks and laughs and says, like, what are we doing? Like, why are we even doing this? All right, my favorite... Sorry. Uh, my favorite episode of Community Cards is the Julia episode because it's very similar. Like, and it's that thing of we haven't seen each other in a long time. Right. We used to work together. Like, I might know, as well get some money for this. Yeah, and it's like, this is funny. There's, an ep- there's a thing she says where she talks about... Uh, friends, f- longtime fans of the show will know that I'm the stinky one of the pod because during the pandemic yeah. I stopped wearing deodorant. Yeah. And Julia in that episode says she she doesn't wear deodorant if she's not working. Yeah. And uh, uh, Jerry says that like make some joke like I can tell, and Julia says I'm working right now, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> that's very <laughs> Which funny. I thought was I me and my wife love that of like this is this isn't like, just hey, like a fun. This hang-up. isn't real. <laughs> this isn't I had real. to show up. I had to be here today. Yeah, like I yeah. love that. That's so that's fun. very funny. And that's some of the best lines is from the show, and not just this episode. Yeah, but it, it's picking up those little like those little. little t- there was a line. I it's you know it, it's is it great podcasting to just say lines? We're like no, but it's really yeah. just a sixteen minute episode of yeah. Audience. Listeners, if you normally don't watch the show with us. Yeah, you can watch this one. You got sixty minutes. minutes. You're long. listening to our hour and ten minute podcast. But uh, there's a there's a few things I love. There's so many parts of this that I just love hearing when they're talking about the the when they they keep falling into their Seinfeld. Yeah, you can see how they would be writing how Seinfeld. would be to write because you see yeah. them falling into it when they're talking about. It warms you when they're doing like Kramer and then all of a sudden they yes. fall into a bit of George and you can see them falling into these like. You, famously they would rewrite every Seinfeld episode. So they had a writing team that would write them and then it would go to Larry and Jerry and they would close the door. They would write the scripts on pen and paper and they had someone type it up outside. And, <laughs> and uh, really? yeah. And wow. the two of them would be in that office and redo every episode. And there's a thing I loved where they had a writer's assistant outside the room who was the typist for them. And they would pass the pages out to her and she'd be typing them up and something would make her laugh and the door would fly open and they'd be and like, what did what? you just laugh at? Wow. Um, which I, I love that shit. Uh, I, even in Seinfeld's book, he talks about, he said like what, the, the saddest part about him releasing this book, um, is this anything, is just all his material. Yeah. Because he says he does, he's sad he doesn't get to hear the laughs. Oh man, isn't that the case? Like, yeah. 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 I got a laugh on a phone call right before. Uh, From the robot? <laughs> right before coming up here it looks like i'm just texting but i'm looking for other notes and i was like ah it's the best um i liked that and it makes sense when jerry kind of gives some insight that i didn't know about larry david in this where he says like you're the most like strict diet guy i know yeah did you not know that didn't that? know that and then like he asks uh what's going like what's what's being crazy for him and larry says a crazy diet is one slice of pizza or half a bag of raw cashews yeah. and jerry says for me, when I'm doing it, it's pulling the grenade pin. I'm eating seven slices of pizza. And that is me. If I'm like, have a craving yes. for chips or for pizza, I'm like, I'm getting the large. I'm eating it all. I'm eating giant bags. Well, what's really interesting about your diet, 
with and related to me is because you are like that, but you're so good at not doing it. But it's always when we're hanging out is when you, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, my vice. Yeah. And like so, you're my, you're pushing me over the pit. So you'll come over and it's like someone who eats so clean. You're a chicken right. vegan as a long time listeners know. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you come over and it's like, you just demolish some yeah. chips or something. You're like right? my Vegas, like for like married guys. <laughs> Who like have little secrets on the side and fly to Vegas once a year to let loose and but do a whole bunch of cocaine. On the episode, he eats the pancake. Yeah. Sorry. And uh, it is weird to like, there's no payoff to that. And I, I got right. nervous. I remember seeing it for the first time and getting nervous that Jerry, I'm like, what is this going to be like? You know, it's not like you're going to be like, whoa, gross. Like puke or like. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, really good. There's no real. No, there's no real payoff. ending to it. So it's just like, yeah, it's like not for me. I just found it was interesting because I'm like, I've thought about when I'm watching Curb. I'm yeah. like, Larry's 75 and I'm blown away by how youthful he is and he's golfing and he's yeah. hilarious and he's starring in a sitcom. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy's older than my parents and he's hilarious and killing it and still. And I'm like, the no wonder the longevity, he's eating so healthy. <laughs> it's a good commercial for like it's eating healthy. vegan. Chicken, whatever Larry's eating. I know we're not talking like, about Curb, but we just rewatched the season premiere of the latest season of Curb. Okay. And you've seen it, of course. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. When he, oh God, that fucking show. When he walked. You're caught up almost? Um, yeah, I'm caught yeah. up. When he, we, we, we were rewatching. Um, when he walks into the glass door and falls over and Lucy Liu is putting together right. that he stumbled with the wine and then walked into the door <laughs> and the, the camera's cutting in on her and she's like, is he too old? Yeah. God, I was laughing out loud, like holding my stomach at the, just the performance. <laughs> and he even wrote it too, like the premise that he's like, it's so good because you're going through exactly what Larry's probably going through in his life. Um, but again, that's a different show. Yeah, different show. Um, uh, oh, I, I love when Jerry kind of destroys him for drinking tea instead yeah. of coffee. And his analogy is like that it's not the same. It's like going to the ice cream shop and you ordering a salad. Yeah. And you know who doesn't drink coffee, Rock? Enemy of the show, Christian Smith. He's a tea guy. He drinks tea? He's a tea guy. Oh, he's never getting on the I knew show. you would hate that. I knew bringing that up would cause some kind of fight. And no shout out to Christian if you're listening. Like... Christian had a baby this week. So Christian and Natalie Metcalf, who's been a guest on the show. Congratulations on your baby. This guy's still pissed off. <laughs> My wife drinks tea. Uh, partly is because she can't drink coffee, allergic to it. Partly is because she thinks coffee is disgusting. She does like the smell. She likes the smell. Yeah. But she likes you and you're stinky. <laughs> so I don't trust your wife's nose. Sorry, smell the smell. But I don't know here's if I the like thing the I don't like about coffee. Christian Smith not drinking but it's coffee. It's because I only like coffee. It's an affectation. <laughs> he's putting that on. You think this guy you think actually doesn't like coffee? A tea? I think that he like he's like oh I drink yeah I'm a little bit I'm a little bit different. Shots fired. Well, a long time listeners will know we like to take shots at a Christian Smith, <laughs> uh, a talented comedian in the city who Rockland won't let on the show. No flies out. One day he'll be here, and that's why it'll be all the better for it. All right, what else we got here? Um, There's a line I loved so much when they're talking. They're talking about driving stick. Um, at one point, talking about driving stick, and then he mentions something about the stick, and Jerry says that it was very Jewish. And Larry says, well, I'm Jewish. Yes. And then beat. He's like, and you know what? I could be described as very Jewish. <laughs> it was like such, like better writing than a sick, you know, and it's, yeah. it's off the cuff, but From so two geniuses good. Just seeing truly... two geniuses do it. Oh, it's the best. You saying 
And here's why I flirt with maybe I am a hilarious. So you even bringing up stick shifts made me think about how in the first half of the show, I'm like, did I sound ungrateful for the free car I got? I mean, it was, it was a wonderful <laughs> gift. I want to know. It's like, I was very privileged. I was very lucky. I got to have to buy my car. But yeah, I just wanted a stick shift. Is that so bad? Maybe I'm a piece of shit. Well, the free car wasn't good enough. That's going to be a soundbite. Yeah. Someone's going to find that one day and be like, this guy wasn't even grateful. That's a funny thing, too, about I know this is well-trodden territory, but I think about it so much because there's no way to do it there's no grateful way to do it but when ultra famous people talk about the for their first jobs like right. jobs that so many people Still currently have. have yeah and they're like oh i actually a... used to work as a server and then the, the, everyone in the comments is like yeah like yeah. you meet me every day <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's a thing that uh when i used to work in a restaurant it's funny, I'm going to tell the story as it, but like people love telling the server or the bartender like, hey, you know what? I actually used to do this. Right. But and it, you can tell it's them wanting to be like, you know, I'm cool. I get it. Fuck these other customers. But really, it comes across as I don't have to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still do. I'm off to bigger and better things. <laughs> Jack and Coke. <laughs> uh, so I've tried to force the uh, I've had the temptation myself to do it. When, whenever a server gives like a really long like in the specials tonight and then I'm, I want to be like, I know about make you say that. But, uh... <laughs> you know what I always do is when someone like, I forget, I think I bought like, uh, I think I bought new Joy-Cons for my Nintendo Switch Joy in person. You burned out the other ones? They have a well-known drifting issue. So I bought some new ones, but I, it was, it, I was at a mall and I went and bought them in person. And they were like, do you want the extended warranty? Extended warranty. And I was like, do you, are you like, is your performance related to how many of those you sell in a day? Yeah. And they were like, no. And I'm like, then no, I don't want it. But that's I, funny. But I, you would have done it. For I would have done it if, because like, I've been in that situation where it's like, I work at yeah. somewhere where it's like, you need to do five of these a day. Totally. And it's like, uh, that's like when you I'm sign not... up for a gym membership. I guess you can't relate to this. Um... <laughs> One time I had a gym membership and I moved to a condo. Um, that had a gym and I was like, I'm going to go cancel my membership. And they, uh, do you know this story? I'm yeah, sure I do. do. I love it. And, uh, so I went and I'm like, I want to cancel. And they were like, okay, well you have to talk to Brian. Brian will come give you the exit interview and, you know, try and keep you whatever <laughs> you can sit over there. So I go and I sit there and then they, they made me wait a long time. And it's like connected to your bank account. It's like, so yeah, I know that's the genius. They make you yeah. sign up for a year and there's a big penalty. So, uh, so I'm waiting, 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 waiting. And um, then someone comes up to the counter and it's like, hey, I'd like to join the gym. And they're like, great, Brian will be right with you. And the other guy who had told me to wait for Brian looked over to me. He saw to you see, clock that. And I was looking and he saw me clock it. So, and then Brian came right out and- To talk to her? To, to sign up this person. Right away. Yeah. And the guy looked over and saw that I clocked it. So he was like, okay. So he came over and he's like, I'll just do it. <laughs> I could have done it the whole time. And he's like, he's just like, why are you, why do you want to leave the gym? That was question one. And I said, cause Brian took too long. And he was like, all right, just, you can head out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's exactly it. And those guys are uh, like- on how many personal training memberships yeah. and stuff like there's all these incentives to get them to do that the, all the add-on hey i've got a question that came from uh, sure. the show i'd love to hear it larry and jerry in it talk about um boxers and boxer briefs and yeah. i was like i wonder what rockland what, what his situation is down there um, well what are you you're a boxer you're a brief man or you a boxer brief i wear boxer briefs but i cut the crotch out because <laughs> i need compression on my legs you're not kidding nice and tight but <laughs> you like to have the uh, but i like to be free as in. if i was as if Commando. I was 
No, so, I wear boxer briefs. So you wear just the legs. It's like, <laughs> it's like compression socks. And you get an elastic on each side. <laughs> just higher compression socks because you like warm thighs, thighs. But you like uh, a, a commando. I, I wear boxer briefs. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I remember switching because I remember it was cool to wear boxers. I remember boxers. I can't I boxers. imagine The, the feeling wearing of boxers. when they're like oh above God. your waist and they're just kind of scrunkled and riding up. They're like a whole other pair of shorts. I can't believe I wore it. When I switched, a friend of mine told me. He did some research and he's like, hey, girls like boxer briefs the best. And I remember like that night going to Walmart buying like <laughs> in Paris. Never look back, Rockland. I don't think that I ever, I don't remember the switch. Did you Obviously, wear what we was known as tidy whiteies prior to boxers? I, I definitely no did in elementary school. My brother got me on, bo- my younger brother found out yeah, boxers were cool and tidy whiteies cool. weren't cool anymore. Huh. He was always cooler than me. Yeah. And uh, he got us on, he got the Fisher household in on the boxers. I he have might no even still memory. wear boxes, that guy. My brother. I, I gotta bet. call him. <laughs> Turn the phone what do you wear? Forward. I'm panicked. He picks up the phone. <laughs> Paul, what do you wear? Oh, God. <laughs> I never told him, Rock. I'm sure when I was a kid, I wore tiny ways. I have no memory of it. I only remember you boxers. You got a kid now? You yeah. going to write the boxer briefs? No, <laughs> I, I'm going to cut it. I'm going to make him the same wear thing. the same thing as you. Let's say you got a kid in the first place, having that thing so loose and ready. <laughs> so... I remember the boxers, the exact same thing. I can't imagine for the life of me putting a pair of boxers on now. Oh, no, it'd be horrible. Sometimes boxer briefs feels like too much under my pants. You're becoming a briefs guy, man. You're going to be like a dad. You I, wear, you know I wear no boxers a lot. Like for years, I wore no boxers. When I was uh, my ex-girlfriend, and who no you know well. And no pants either, right? And she... One of the first times I was meeting her parents... I this is after I moved to Hawaii I stopped wearing like, boxers completely. <laughs> so I was didn't have any boxers on. We were meeting her parents and I got out of her car. Fly undone? No, uh it my pants caught on something and ripped right up the back and I was wearing no underwear. So they could see. So it was just like my, a porn my, star? And so I'm walking we were going to rent a movie. No, we were going to pick up a pizza I think or something. And we're walking through the parking lot and I'm like my ass is cold. I remember thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> and then almost immediately being like oh there's wind on my bare ass like my pants have ripped yeah so that's I how you found feel, out so i and i didn't have anything i needed to borrow a sweater I, I pulled a sweater around my waist and tied it like i was a. oh yeah like i used a, to wear that like a, a crew like a road crew <laughs> you know what <laughs> and uh and shortly after that i started wearing boxers again you're uh i didn't wear boxers well, it's like an insurance policy box but you just reminded me of that whole story. Do you ever, when you watch pornography <laughs> and you notice uh, often the male porn stars don't wear boxers and it's clearly for efficiency for the shoot Yeah, where they'll be like, we'll just take off the pants and get right to it. No one wants to see the pants and then the underwear. Yeah. But I've often thought that it's kind of weird to be like, wow, it's kind of like seeing the boom mic. <laughs> like, this is not real anymore. If you're not wearing, this is the type of guy to not wear boxers. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's what I think about when I'm watching pornography. Uh, How tight of jeans do you wear? Medium. Like skinny or like around the waist? Like seven sizes too small? No, not around the waist. Like on the <laughs> legs. Because that's often the reason I don't wear boxers is because my, my jeans are so tight on the on the, on the the thighs. No, that's not a situation I've ever encountered. <laughs> I, think, I don't know what kind of problem that is. I didn't say it's a problem. Skinny? How tight are your jeans? I wear tight jeans. Come to think of it, I thought tonight you had just painted your legs blue. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think yeah, that's it. We hardly talked about it, but I think 
uh, we talked plenty about it. We didn't even it's touch on minutes it. Long. <laughs> we were like an hour and thirteen minutes into the pod. And yeah, I'm like, we didn't we have touch to play it. a game. Uh, red light or green light, Rockland? Uh, I'm gonna give a monologue. You go first. All right. Uh, yeah, it's a pleasant experience. Uh, listeners who just watched my background fall. Uh, this was not a good idea. There we go. Uh, sorry about that. Listeners who are listening to the audio only version, which is most of you, which is like, what the fuck just happened? Not most of you. By far the view video version. That's true. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So those audio listeners clips, hop on guess, the horse yeah. and watch the videos. It's a bit of a mix, I take way more effort. I just slam it in the background and cause it to move. Um Green Light. It's a pleasant, easy watch. I love watching it. I'm gonna I was reminded how much I like this show tonight. I'm gonna yeah. go back and like rewatch all I think I've seen all of them and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch them again. I actually bought Seinfeld's audiobook, and I have the book. It's even in the studio here, just <laughs> so I could hear more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm similar. Uh, Seinfeld, the show Seinfeld, which is not what we're reviewing, has such a place in my heart. I love it. I It was very important to me in grade four when I started watching. Grade like, four. Yeah, that's what me and Chuckles would watch Seinfeld. we talk about it on the walk home from school. Uh, I loved it. When the DVDs came out, it was such a, like, it was so important to me, those DVDs. And the big thing about the DVDs is they had so much content on them. Commentaries on episodes, uh, mm-hmm. um, pop-up video type things on every episode. Uh, um, I gave I, you an educate. You got a degree in Seinfeld. From truly. That. like, And I can hear Glenn Padnick's laugh in the studio audience of every episode. Like, I don't I, even know who Glenn... It, because he's a, just a producer on the show. Right. And just by having it pointed out in these pop-up videos, I can pick it out of... You know, it's like that level of just wanting Obsession. to consume this content. If this was around in in like when I was in junior high, it would be my favorite this thing. This is of why all I time. think you could be the greatest bodybuilder in the history of humanity. <laughs> this kind of head first diving in. The idea that this content is available, it's awesome. Like I late night shows are too fabricated. There's something mm-hmm. yes. that is it's obviously like we said, it's fake. It's not real. It's it, like Julia said, mm-hmm. this is work. Mm-hmm. But there's something so loose about it. Mm-hmm. I really feel like I'm You seeing, feel like you know more of their real personality. Yeah, and I feel like I'm seeing friends, I'm seeing I'm seeing conversation that's and and Seinfeld is uh the show Seinfeld is famously we talked about this right before the pod, but it was Jerry, you know, offered a deal with NBC. And he's like, I know someone who wrote something once. This yes. guy. They're barely friends. Yes. It's just comics who knew each other. And this is the kind of shit that they would do after doing shows, a catch. They would go and talk about, you know, soup. And, yes. <laughs> uh, and to see them do that on this episode really felt like, oh, this is how Seinfeld got made. Get a peek into it the writers. Or, in you it. know what? I loved it. It's the first kind of talk show, if it is even a talk show, that we've done on this show. Yeah. and uh, But it, exactly what you said doesn't feel that way. It just feels like a glimpse show. And it's it just like, I feel like at the time he was being ragged on because it was like coming in late, quote unquote, on the web series thing and getting ragged on because this is a super famous person who's... Uh, Kind of taking this medium that was like mm, yeah for up and comers totally and which is now of course with podcasts and everything else everyone doing that yeah I think he was actually ahead of his time in that way totally um sixteen minutes doing sixteen minutes is the perfect time like it's on a full show length Jerry's always had good timing great timing leaves. absolute green light I'm gonna watch them all again double green light double green light let's, let's take a really quick break and come back with game corner do you mean game corner Welcome back to Game Corner. Game Corner. Hey, Rock. Huh. Before we do Game Corner, 
I'd like to do a shout out huh. to a listener of the show. Hannah, you? That's right. Uh, shout out to Hannah if you're listening to this. Thanks for your, thanks for liking the pod so much. We heard that Hannah was watching uh, the pilots with us. Yeah. Like week after week, watching a lot of the shows we watch. To catch up. That's awesome. We love that. That's the exact type of thing we'd love to do. As Hannah, well. if you want us to do a, uh, a show... Reach out to us at pilotfighterspodcast yes. at gmail.com and we'll do a podcast or a, a, an episode of a show that you want us to do. And other listeners, you can do that too and we'll also probably do that, but not. But Hannah's getting priority. Yeah. Um, shout out to listener of the month, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do car accident of the month <laughs> and listener of the month. Ian, I got a game. Hit me with it. It's called Celebrities and Coffee on a Podcast. Celebrities with Coffee on a Podcast. Bill Nye. The Renee guy? Zellweger, Kim Kardashian, James Franco, John Stamos. What do they have in common? They're all. I have all their phone numbers. <laughs> all coffee drinkers. Really? I just sent you those five names. <laughs> now I'm going to read out a coffee order, and you guess whose it is. All right. For a potentially COVID positive guy in, in the sitting six feet away from me, you still got it. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is uh dairy free coconut milk caramel macchiato. For listeners who don't know, a macchiato is similar to a latte. Two shots of espresso. Hmm, this is a tricky, tricky game. Coconut milk caramel macchiato. I'm gonna say that's Kim. Kim K. No, that is not Kim K. But I'm not gonna tell you who it is, so because I don't want a process of elimination to break it down. Ah, okay. I'm so I'm wrong. Wrong. There's <laughs> no payoff. I guess you'll tell us at the end. This award-winning person. Renee should I give you those? Yeah. Fuck, I shouldn't have done it. What does she drink? Pumpkin spice latte. Pumpkin fuck. spice. I shouldn't have said I'm not going to give anybody Yeah, I was like, I got a way better chance of knowing their accolades yeah. and achievements than their coffee orders here, Rickman. Italian cappuccino. Wait till you see what it costs. John Stamos. Yes. Wow. I'm not giving you the Renee one. I'm going to put in a, hey, another person you, you in. Take, you love taking points from me. Any chance you can get. <laughs> You're my tax man. Cold brew. Jimmy Franks. Yes. Wow. See, other than that first one, I'm doing pretty good. You are doing quite well. Soy chai latte. You know what? So here's my, my head. Bill Nye is a science guy. <laughs> science guys often don't love dairy. Because they, you know, they do their homework. But soy, also not the best thing for the human body. Or the environment. So I'm thinking that's my girl, Kim K. That is Kim K. The only Whoa! one you got wrong is Bill Nye was the one who drinks the coconut. See, it makes sense. Chai, because my deductions. Doesn't like coconut soy. Macchiato. Doesn't like dairy. Coconut. I should have played, uh, played, the, played man, the man. Poker style. Uh, that's the best I've ever done a in a few game. More? Yeah, you did really well. Four yeah. out of five. Yeah. Why don't I read a few more? You got some more? This uh, this uh, star goes for either a caramel latte or iced Americano, but either way, she takes it with two sweet and lows. This is America's Sweetheart, Taylor Swift. No way. Yeah. What a great website. <laughs> this is the website you found? Yeah. CelebrityCoffeeWinner.com? No, it's called El Dorado Coffee, and they just have a bunch of celebrities on here. Look at that. You know what? The World Wide Web, you can find whatever you need on that thing. I'm, I've been telling you. i got to get on. <laughs> no, I'm telling I you. i got to get, get on, on that line. email. Uh, this 
like his Wolverine. <laughs> I'm done. It's over. That's uh, great. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll never know what he drank. Well, Rock, it was a pleasure having you on the show tonight. Dude. Appreciate you coming. You know what? I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I know you've been going through a hard time. <laughs> your wife left you. I know you don't want to say it on the pod. Your kid Too won't stinky. speak to you. you. I heard your kid won't even have long conversations with you anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, Thank it was a so pleasant much. time. Li- uh, listeners. Listeners. Hannah, not Hannah, uh, which is most people <laughs> right now. Other Hannah. Someone else is like, well, my name's Hannah. I'm listening. This is for you too. But that wasn't my last name. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the Double Green Light Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Yeah, and watch if it. you have a podcast idea for a different podcast, <laughs> you should host. Good if you luck. have a television show idea, <laughs> yeah, if you have a podcast idea and you want to uh, bring a friend into it because you think he's good and you have to do a lot harder work and play the game and go do stand up and get an agent and go on TV and then just. Uh, Bring him along for the ride. No, Everyone likes that. him better. Ian, so many times has been like, when like I'm going to bring you along on these things, and then sometimes when Ian books something, I'm like, I bet he'll still hold up his end of the bargain. <laughs> How many uh, episodes <laughs> they give you? They uh, they they need another guy. You gonna bring? Yeah, I mean, you, you need any? You gonna bring me along? And and I say only uh, if if you're. Uh, uh, Trying to make a super stout jack. <laughs> call it back to the first half. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Music by Hoax. Follow us at Pilot Fighters on social media. Send your pilot suggestion to pilotfighterspodcast at gmail.com. Don't get canceled. <laughs>